This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. A roller coaster ride at Blackpool for Bristol City and the fans. Pleasure and pain in abundance. Two wins, two draws, two losses, a goal difference of two. City in ninth place after six games. Tough to take, but yet again, we have to say that we would have probably taken a draw at 3 pm. Matt is with me as always. Matt, you're still up north. Still up north in Wigan, yeah, with my friends Rachel and Andy. Um, thought that was very good, Patch. You just didn't get the tower in your intro then. You got the pleasure and you got the... Uh, but, yeah. You're my tower, Matt. Oh, you're so kind. You're so kind. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, still in Wigan. Um, I'll do the pod, have some breakfast and then uh, head back. Yeah. So the, the poll was 60% win, uh, 4% lose and 36% draw. Lee's three words were a bitter, a Blackpool blow. And we'll bring in our guest and it's a returning guest from the Memories and Music pre-season uh, podcast that we did and that's Stuart Gardner. Stuart, how are you, sir? Morning. How you doing? You okay? Yeah, not, not bad, sure. not bad. We'll we'll do the how are we, first of all. Uh, we'll start with you, Stuart. Um, we do this check-in from uh, our episode on the regular show with Talk Club. Um, how are you out of 10 this morning? Well, you guys insisting that we record this at 8.30 a.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> and I don't think in my life I've ever been above a 6 at 8.30 a.m. on a Sunday. But I, 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 I'm going to say 7. I'm going to say 7, despite the uh, the way it ended yesterday. Nice, nice. Matt, for you? Yeah, I'm probably a seven as well, to be fair. Yeah. Um, okay. And it it would very much have been an eight, I think, had we held on. So, yeah. Yeah. No, probably probably three sevens again. Yeah, it is early on a Sunday morning. But the things we do for Bristol City and, and this podcast, uh, so we'll crack on through. Right. Um, a bit of admin, Matt, first of all. Uh, it's a big birthday for one of our listeners and contributors, uh, Colin Sutton. He turns it 60, Matt, or 70? I wasn't sure. Uh, I wasn't sure if it was 25. Um, oh, no, right. big, big, The big 5 for Sats. Yeah, the big 5 <laughs> Yeah, happy um, birthday to Sats. I'm sure he's going to yeah. paint the town red over this weekend. Yeah, I was amazed he went in Blackpool yesterday because that's normally, uh, I think he normally stays in the hotel. And, but yeah, because it's his 50th weekend, he's, uh, he's staying in and having a party today. Yeah, so yeah, happy birthday, mate. Yeah, have a great one. Right, let's get to the lineup. It was Bentley, Viner, Naismith, Atkinson, Scott, Masengo, Williams, De Silva, Vyman, Conway, and Wells. So, Matt, no changes from the 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 previous league the games. Game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No surprise after that performance. Um, I think the only question mark was um, Andy Vyman left the Cardiff game in a, a sort of boot, didn't he? A safety mm. boot. Um, so there was some some sort of concern whether Andy would make it or not. But having seen him in the away end at Wickham, I've, I was confident that he would. So, yeah, you were never going to change that team. Yeah. Stuart, what are your thoughts on um, Scott playing in that position? Is it a case of he gets on the pitch in that position? Well, I, to be honest, I think of this show, actually, when I see Scott playing on the right, because I know... I know Matt, you, you know, know that I, I'm deep, apoplectic about it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when the team came out, I don't think you could argue. I don't think you could argue with it being unchanged. But I always think it's a waste 
of his talents playing on the right, particularly when you've got two two right backs, two right wing backs available on the bench. I always think it's a bit of a waste. But in all fairness, yeah. I, I I don't think you complain about that. Yeah, with Masengo and Williams, Matt, in the middle, mm. it's it's hard to to drop them. And Vyman's always going to start in that in behind the front too. So. How do you feel now, having seen him there for two games at right wing back? He was better against Cardiff than he was yesterday. Although he set the goal up yesterday for Tommy Conway's first goal, he didn't have a great game. Um, I think Thompson was there left back, who was 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 decent and sort of kept on him. Gave the ball away, which was very much unlike him. A couple of easy passes. Mm. Um and the, the, exactly like Stuart said there, the reason I, I, I do get disappointed, and I wasn't surprised he changed the team, but that doesn't change the fact I, I would have done, is I don't know what message it sends to Kane Wilson and George Tanner. That that's their specialist position. And you've got a young lad who's clearly a midfielder that plays there. And as I say, it's not it's 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 not meant as disrespect to Alex Scott, because I think he we've we say on this pod every week he would play in any position and do a job for you. But you want to put your best players in their best positions. Um, and probably, as well as Masengo's been playing with the contract situation, I would have gone Scott and Williams in the midfield and put Wilson there. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, the interesting one, Stuart, uh, for me, is on the bench. Uh, you've got Tanner and Wilson, but no no Cameron Pring. Yeah, it's a strange one with Cameron Pring, isn't it? Because... The, the way I thought he was good last season when he was when he was involved. Um, for so I don't know whether he something has happened there or whether he has done something wrong. Whether he's not on the bus or whatever, I don't know. Uh, I find it slightly odd because when he has played in the, in the League Cup this season, I think he's been impressive. I think it's strange, yeah. and also of course, closer. I think closer wasn't on the bench, was he? No. Nope. Um, and I, I I think that, that surely that has to be maybe an injury or a personal situation because. I thought yesterday, when we were coming under pressure in the last 15, 20 minutes, we really could have done with closer coming yeah. up. So it was, I don't think anybody asked any questions to Nigel about that. I don't think they did. So I'd be interested to know what the situation was with those two. Yeah, a yeah, very good shape. And then also, Matt, James and King and no Kaji. So two experienced uh, substitutes on there. And Kaji yeah, coming but, on, scoring yeah. his goal. I know, you know, it was the cup game, yeah. etc. But... Yeah, not, not overly surprised with that. Um, I mean, clearly... Um, Nigel Pearson loves Matty James and Andy King. Um, I would be very, very surprised if Matty James doesn't start on Wednesday night. Um, he wouldn't for me. Um, people talk about his calmness, and but he has no pace and everything slows down with him. And we'll talk about the, the, the final goal, um, the equaliser. Yeah, we will have to, but we'll talk about that. But it isn't, for me, yes, it's a Naismith mistake, but it stems from those two experienced players. Oh, um, com- comedy of errors, we'll get to that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, right, into the minutes then. Uh, first minute, we're out like a, a bull out of the gate, as usual. Wells hits the post, it's Williams whipping it into Vyman. He chests it down, Anaki Wells bends it left-footed, but hits the post. Jada Silva is unable to get his shot away on the rebound. Matt, we've seen that so many times, that uh, that great start and, a, and an opportunity early doors. Really, really fast. And, and I don't know what, what Stu sort of thought from where he was, but when he hit it, you thought all the world, oh, that's, that's sort of a bit of a crap shot. That's gone wide. And then you see it strike the post and then watching it back, it's a really, really great effort. You know, he shapes it, 
tries to bring it back in and it's, it's really, really unlucky. And I looked at the clock, it was 25 seconds. Um, and you're sort of thinking, crikey, what a start that would have been, wouldn't it? But again, you know, exactly like we've been doing a quick start. Um, and that's because of the pace that you've got up top. Stuart, yeah, did that continually press? Did that just yeah. come a little bit too early for for Naki Wells to get his eye in on that one? It, well, it was like you say, actually, in, in the away end. Well, it wasn't an end, was it? It was like down the side. The side, like, yeah. Yeah. Nice to be on the and, side for a change. Yeah, and you look, and you, and the, there are a couple of pillars there. You can miss <laughs> miss things, yeah. but I'd have I'd have viewed uh, view directly behind that shot. And as you said, there, Matt. As he took it, I thought, that, what, that's a strange shot. That's going wide. That's nowhere yeah. near going in. And then yeah, it comes yeah. back and it's the face. And, it and it was a great effort. But I think the thing is, we, because of the fact that we're now playing with mobile, exciting forward players, that allows us to start games quickly, I think. And that's exactly what we did. Um, and we, yeah. we do start games. We look, we look really dangerous. We look exciting going forward. Mm. Youthful, energetic, exciting. and. Um, yeah, it was, it was a great start. It was a great start. Okay, into the fifth minute. Conway's away, but it's good defending. Tommy cuts inside and then a bit of a misunderstanding with Vyman and the chance is gone. Stuart, do you remember that one? He sort of just got in each other's way a little bit. Exactly. And this is, again, this is only five minutes in. Yep. And, you know, we, we, are, we are sort of late, even though we get one down remarkably quickly. And we're laying siege and it's, it's great to see. It's great to see. I mean, I think, the difference of how we are playing this season to, to last season, I think, is there for everyone to see in terms of our attacking threat. Obviously, we've got a lot to say yeah. about defending later in the, later in the pod, but our attacking threat and the way we build moves and the speed of our attacks, great to see. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Well, it's against a run of play in the seventh minute. It's 1-0 to Blackpool. Uh, the ball into the box. Gary Medine controls it really well, lays it off to Bowler who all the talk is about him moving to the Premier Forest. League. Yeah. Uh, yes, yeah. Forrest. Um, his shot takes a little nick off Atkinson and Bentley is pretty helpless in the goal mat for that one. Yeah, he was. Um, and and it was a, a little bit of a theme um, that with, with Gary Medine. Um, we, weren't, we weren't bullied in the way that we were last year all over the pitch. But at the back, they had our number. Um, Medine numerous times won the ball, held it up. Um, and and they clearly had that as a mindset. They went three up top um, with with Jerry Yates, who got linked with us last season, I think. Um, and they were going long and, and and using to feed off him. Masengo strangely went with the run and then kind of went over. He overran the run um, and and just didn't get back to cover Bowler's shot. Um, mm. But yeah, it was it was a deflection there because you looked at it and thought, "What's Benton's doing there?" But yeah, it, the nick took it took it wide. But really disappointing after the start that we made. But I will say, um, Rachel, I was with, said we're not losing this like the way we're playing. Like even though we've gone one down, we'll still yeah. win this. Yeah. Um, and you felt that. You know, Stuart said it. We're, we're playing an exciting brand of football at the moment, and you always feel we're going to score. So it wasn't perhaps as much of a downer as it would have been in the past. Last season, without a shadow of a doubt, we would have lost that three, four, five nil. You know, it was just, yeah. Well, the old um, England song, we will score one more than you, is what comes yes. into my head. Yeah, yeah, Vindaloo, yeah. yeah <laughs> That's Vindaloo. it, Vindaloo, yeah. Okay, um, in the 11th minute, a lovely ball up to Vyman from Williams and Andy opts to chip and go for glory when yeah. Tommy Conway is probably the better option, Stuart, in that one. 
Yeah, it, I mean, again, it's slightly, it was away from, it was that sort of far end from us, if you know, if you know what I mean. But you see Andy going through and he didn't, you couldn't quite work out how far out he was when he tried to chip because it was difficult to work out the distances. But when you saw it, I don't think you ever thought it was going in. You always thought it just had a little bit too much elevation on it and, and, last, and landed on top of the net. But I haven't seen the replay yet. He might have, he might have had a, chosen a different option. But who are we to criticise Andy Byman? Exactly. I was just going to say, Matt, it, we, we would have, you know, wouldn't have been surprised if that one had nestles in the... In no, the and, it, and it was, you know, sort of landed on the top. In, he, I, I haven't got a problem with it. He's confident. Um, and, and that's what you want to see in it. You, you want to see Andy Vyman taking them on. So, yeah, I, I had no issue with it. Yeah, no, not at all. Okay, 13th... I think Tommy Conway did, though. 13th minute. Probably, <laughs> yeah. City at sixes and sevens at the back, but Viner and Bentley combine well to make a save. So there was there was flashes, Matt, of of Blackpool coming forward. There was flashes of some indecisiveness at the back, but on this occasion, Viner and Bentley both covered it really well. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're still a physical side, Blackpool, um, and, and they do sort of harry you in. And... He's he's nowhere near Premier League talent. That that bowler, um, he's a decent player at Championship, but if he goes to the Premier League, he'll, he'll get lost there and will end up coming back. I've got I've got little doubt about that, um, and I've seen him quite a few times. But he is a threat in the Championship, and um, that they, it, again, it looked more likely they would score through our poor defending or through a set piece yeah. corner as opposed to cutting us open like they may have done in the past. Um, but yeah, that that one you referenced was was a good challenge between Bowler and Bentley. Stuart, just on on Bowler, um, you must have seen number of players come up from the Championship into the Premier League, and there's rumours now of Josh Brownhill going back up into the Premier League, and he obviously had a season there. Um, your your thoughts on that that step up? First of all, come on, Josh, get a big move. We need the money. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. That saves <laughs> us, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's so different the level it is i mean look at bournemouth or look at yeah. i mean and anybody can lose at liverpool but nine and bournemouth <laughs> yeah. for a good team i mean the, the level it's so bournemouth have hardly haven't really done a lot of huge amount of transfer activity so it's so so difficult that the step up and i'm not sure about the lad from blackpool because i don't there's nothing i saw there that made me think yeah he's a certainty for the premier league not at all yeah. um good player good player but yeah. I, I i just think the step up is so so massive and you're right in saying, sorry. You know, so, you what, so what is what is the key difference? Do you think is it speed, decision making? No time. It's because yeah, it's speed. No time. No yeah. time to think about it. Speed. You just got to have. You've just got to have that sixth sense almost. You know, yeah. certain players, certain players you do see, and you think that there is a you know he'll make it in the Premier League, no problem. They've got it, but. It's not that often you see it, I don't think, in the championship, to be honest. Yeah. Even the best even the best teams in the championship, they stick they do stick out like a sore thumb. Or some players you think are really good in the championship and they do move to the Premier League and they disappear without trace. Because yeah. the difference the difference is huge. Joe Joe Bryan, case in point. Joe's, Absolutely. Joe's not really had a look in um, no. at all at Fulham and, and obviously is a hero with what he did getting the two goals that got them promoted that time, but yeah. it's never really managed to keep that position, is has he? Um Josh Brownell, great timing yesterday, Josh, those two goals. <laughs> um, so, on, yeah, yeah. F- 
fingers crossed. I'm a bit, I'm a bit guy that Leicester have agreed to deal with um, Chelsea for Fafana now because there was rumours yeah. that Webster was on their, their list, wasn't there? So, yeah. But Web- maybe, Webster's a good maybe example. Maybe will come in for Webster. Yeah. Well, maybe. <laughs> but Web- Webster's a good example though because when we saw Webster, I, I remember thinking, yeah, we, I actually thought he's too good for us. Yeah. <laughs> and Webster is a good example of a player. I, you know, you thought I think he'll yeah. make it in a Premier League. I thought that about Colker, though, to be fair. I said that he'd go on yeah. and captain in England as the best centre-half I'd ever seen in. <laughs> yeah, know, know, going for Transborg or wherever it is. Yeah. I know we're going back a ridiculous amount of time, but I remember seeing Andy Cole thinking, wow, he's way, yes. way too, way, way too good for this yeah. level. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's an interesting one. I mean, for me, it is that, it is that sixth sense. It is that decision-making, when to play the pass. Um, yeah. And... You know, over the years we've played many Premier League teams, and you just feel when a striker gets a chance, he's going to score. You know, it's yeah. that it, you don't get away yeah. with with much. Um, you know, playing against Premier League sides. Um, so into the twenty, no, into the seventeenth minute, Wells plays Conway through, but Ekpeteta, Ek, Ek we're going to call it, um, has it covered and makes a good tackle. So early signs there of Wells and Conway combining well. Twenty um, fifth minute, Scott finds Wells wide. He cuts in to Conway, uh, right foot shot away. Keeper saves. Wells gets the rebound, but it's off target, and Vyman diverts that shot over. So great chance for Tommy Conway. Matt gets a shot away, hits the target, but keeper saves, and then yeah, it's just a best endeavours to try and steer it in, isn't it? He was a, a constant threat, um, and and they played a number of balls through that you 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 kind of thought. He was in on goal, and then the defender came across and would get a, a sort of tackling. He, he was quite quick there, centre half, or both their centre halves yesterday. Um, but yeah, the link-up play, and you know, it, it it is all about Tommy Conway at the moment. We're, we're talking um, up top, but Naki Wells worked his socks off again yesterday, and and the two of them work so well together. Um, and at the end of the game, I've never seen Naki Wells as animated as he was, punching his chest at the badge. Um, really, really applauding the fans, and you look at it and thought, yeah, that's that's a player that that wants to be here and is really putting a shift in. Um, so yeah, but but Tommy Conway was just a live wire all afternoon. Um, we're talking about Semenyo and Scott and Old Mons this week, but if anyone's watched Tommy Conway in the last five games, you know you, you've got to be looking at it and thinking, is he worth a cheeky bid getting him in? In you know, because he's going to be a player. Yeah, sure. He is a player already. You must have you must have seen the you know, Tommy Conway uh, throughout the season so far. Many people think he's come from nowhere, but his his pedigree throughout the ranks at Bristol City it's not a big surprise to us and to and to, and to many. But um, he's certainly taken his chance, hasn't he? You know, it's so good to see. It's so good to see um, because again, he brings that youthful enthusiasm and energy. And it's great to see actual a partnership, not just Conway on up on his own up front, spot chasing long yeah, balls. It's a partnership, Conway and Wells. You're right to praise Naki. I mean, maybe he's not getting the goals or he's not getting the glory, but he's he's well involved in all this. And yeah. having Conway and Wells and Vyman in behind is actually really good. But it's great that he's got that he's got you know a partner with him. And also, you were right about the fact you felt he was going to score or was going to get a shot off and just at the last minute he gets tackled. Yeah. But the amount, the amount of things he must be learning already in the handful of games we've had this season, the amount he must have already learned. Yeah. And to, to do it at a good level in the championship is fantastic. What's he going to be like in 
two years time three years time yeah um, well he still hopefully he'll still be with us but it's great to see because that's such a difficult position to play at as a, at a young age yeah yeah, good point. Twenty eighth minute. It's a long throw in, and Jerry Yates' volley goes narrowly wide. Um, Matt, that was a good opportunity, and to be fair, a, a great volley. Yeah, um, they, they had, the, and I don't know if that one was from from the the left back, but he was at proper throwing it up the line um, and yeah. getting some real distance on it. It was a real kind of delat type situation. Um, and Yates, you know, talking about Tommy Conway's mobility, Yates was was often on the move. Um, and yeah, it was a, a, a really good strike. And obviously, then you know later on as another one. But yeah, um, it's a player I like. Yates, he is a good player. Thirty third minute, Blackpool playing a lot of pressure. Masengo loses the ball. Viner heads the ball clear, but straight to a Blackpool player, and it's Bowler this time shooting over Stewart. Yeah, I mean, we were. I always felt we were vulnerable at the back. I have to say, throughout the whole day, I thought we were yeah. really vulnerable. Um, that was Bowler, but I felt Medine caused us a load of problems with it. I mean, we're talking about Conway and the way he plays and his his, vital, his youth and vitality and movement. Medine is totally different to that. You know, yeah. it's an old-fashioned sort of championship number nine, holds the ball up brilliantly. And we really, I felt we really struggled against his physicality. We really struggled, I felt, against set pieces. I yeah. felt what worried me was how vulnerable we looked Um Great going forward. I thought we looked really vulnerable at the back. And there was another decent opportunity in fairness. Um, and it was so important. Obviously, we didn't see the second. Mm. Matt, it's the same four that got two clean sheets in the last two league games. Was there any difference other than the opposition yesterday? I, I think I think the, the way that they went direct. Um, and, yeah. and as Stuart says, Medina, he, I mean, he is a handful. He's, he's going to be a handful for lots of defences this season. But unusually, Atkinson and um, Naismith just couldn't get above him to win the ball. He's clever with it as well. You know, he, he made sure his body was in the right position. Um, referees aren't giving certain types of free kicks this season. But like like Stuart, it just there's an element and, and kind of running on to the scoring. Dan Bentley didn't look his confident best yesterday. Um, he did get a challenge sort of towards the end of the first, uh, was mm. it the first half? I think um, maybe yeah, that had impact, down, but it, yeah. Every, yeah, every time there was a corner, you kind of thought, oh God, here we go. Um, and I, I don't know why, I don't know why, because we didn't look like that against Cardiff for me. I didn't feel as nervous as I did, which is why, as I said, as the game went on, I genuinely thought, yeah, come on, ref, just blow the whistle because the longer this goes on, the more likely it's going to be. So, yeah. yeah. Come on, ref, 70 minutes will do. Right. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, 44th minute, it's a ball forward from Naismith. Vyman wide to Scott, who spots a run of Tommy Conway, finds him at the near post, and the ball is in the roof of the net for 1-1. And a, a, a fantastic instinctive move from Conway to get into that position. He actually started the move off and finishing 10 out of 10. Yeah, brilliant. Um, I actually think it was from a free kick and Naismith took it really quickly, spotted the ball, played it in um, with a, a, a bit of pace into Tommy and that was again the difference and then the, the good move in and a, a, a great ball in from, from Scott. Um, for him to get where he did and get the, the power and the, the trajectory of the shot again shows shows the class of the kid. So yeah, good, good really good goal and you, and you kind of thought... And again, not not with hindsight, but I'd said to Rach, we need to score before half time. If we score before half time, 
then I think we've got every chance of winning this. So it was a really, really good time to score as well. Um, yeah, yeah, good move, good goal. Yeah, and Stuart, we, we've been in the game clearly all, all the yeah. first half and that goal was coming and it's a great time to come in there just before the halftime. And it shows that Conway can score all sorts of goals. Um, yeah, you know, we saw the header last week against uh, Cardiff and this as a, a, a poacher's goal and also it shows you've got that goal-scoring instinct and act when you go to the near post, made a great near post run. Scott obviously found him and a lovely finish. And yeah. um, great for the academy, isn't it? You know, Scott yeah. Ross Conway's goal. And yeah. I, a bit like you, Matt, was thinking, we've got to score here before our time because we, we've had chances and half chances and opportunities. And you don't want to... Uh, one more that I foolishly thought, we'll win this now. Yeah, no, I did. Yeah, I genuinely did. Left foot, right foot, header. Uh, all we need now from Tommy is a 30-yard screamer. And then he's basically Alan Shearer in the making. Interesting. I, and and a, a question I'd ask Tommy, actually, I, I don't wonder whether he's got that in his locker. Like, if he's that style of player. Um, bit, yeah, a bit like an Ian Rush. I can't recall too many goals from Ian Rush outside the box. Um, I'm, you know, I'm it's just be interested. To, yeah, I'd be interested to know whether he's, he, he has got that in his locker. I'm sure he has. I'm sure this he is has. a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk Thank you. Right, halftime summary, deep breath for this one. Um, I think when I when I said to Rob the other day that it was a bit short, he's certainly punishing me here. Uh, was, right. he not on, was he not on patank duty yesterday? No, then? no, no, uh, unfortunately, right. unfortunately not. <laughs> um, right, okay, very bright opening once again. Look sharp all over with some very incisive passes. Wells not quite getting enough curl to bring his shot inside the upright. As is to be expected, Blackpool started to get a foothold in the game and clearly targeting our wing-backs. Jada Silva in particular with long diagonals. Soon after deploying this tactic, they engineered their first real opening and our nemesis of recent times, Bowler, put them ahead. We then started to look much more shaky in defence, needing some last-ditch defending to keep it down to 1-0. Allied to that, we seem to lose our sharpness in possession with us looking to play everything just a bit too deliberately and safe. Just saying how we needed to take a few more risks when right on cue, Naismith drives through the midfield, opens up gaps for those in front. Two swift pinpoint passes later and we've equalised another Conway goal, finished with a plum. Definitely need to carry that tempo and purpose into the second half. That positivity I'm itself makes up for less vulnerable to Blackpool's threat. Subs could play a key role once again to maintain the momentum. And there is a substitute, Matt, straight away. James from Asengo. I, I didn't notice a knock. Was it uh, 
Was it tactical? Was it because <clears throat> Masengo maybe had something to do with their first goal? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I hope it was because of a knock, but I didn't see anything during the game. I think it's more likely there was one moment a passenger play where the ball came across the pitch and he did one of those back heel scrape sort of passes back when he didn't need to. He could easily have taken a touch and, and, and played it like that. And Pearson doesn't like that sort of thing at all. So genuinely, it wouldn't have surprised me if Pearson says, yeah, I'm not having that. You're off halftime, which sounds ridiculous because he's been very, very good the last couple of games. But I, I don't know... Um, I don't know that we were being overrun in the midfield, embossed in the midfield, that warranted that substitution for Matty James, knowing that, um, you know, we, we're going to slow it down a little bit. Maybe, maybe he's looking at it and thinking, James's experience, we've got back in the game now, I need a, a cool head in there and he can sort it out. But um, I would be amazed if it was because of the goal situation, because I don't, I don't put Han as being completely to blame for that. Um, so yeah, I, I think it's probably knowing Nigel Pearson, or not knowing it, but having seen some of Nigel Pearson with what is, I reckon it was to do with that back heel. I genuinely think he thought that. Yeah, well, you know, I remember the back heel, but I hadn't thought he went. And I watched Pearson; he went crazy. Oh, did, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went crazy. Uh, Stuart, any take for you on that? I mean, there's also the element of he hasn't signed a contract. I guess mm. playing and playing into that. I didn't quite understand it to be honest. It's not that Masengo was having a great game but he was fine he was fine he was but he wasn't having a nightmare either he wasn't having yeah. to sort of getting the hook at half time game I could have understood James coming on if you wanted to add a body to midfield with Masenko take somebody else off I could maybe have understood but I didn't understand why you take Masengo off at half time yeah. obviously I, I don't know I didn't see his interview after the game or I haven't read has it was there any was there any mention of an I injury don't... I don't think that no one I don't think it was even asked, and 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 that's another point I was going to say. And I'm not. I don't. I don't want to diss any of the local journalists or the media, or but ask the key points. And that for me, taking them off at half time has to be asked. Why did you make the change at half time? You know, and and Pearson might say it was tactical, or because I'm the manager and I did. Because he backfield it. Ask, <laughs> ask the question. Ask the question. And actually, if you're watching the game, and, and had I been there, and admittedly a Masengo fan, I would have said that. Was it because of what he did with the back heel? Because I saw his reaction to it. So you've got to ask those sort of questions. Okay. It just means there's less energy in midfield, doesn't it? If, when 100%. He goes. Yeah. yeah. And when you know Joe Williams, who he tires in games and then has to kind of stretch for balls and things like that. Yeah, it, it, it does. It really does. Well, and, and uh, for, forgive me if I'm wrong, but there was no other midfielder on the bench. Oh, Andy King, obviously. Yeah, Andy, Andy King. King. Yeah, yeah. 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 Okay, 50th minute, Scott booked. Viner was covering, however, and it was a needless book in that one for me, Stuart. He took the player out down in the corner, but Viner was right there to, to clean up. Should he it's like to? one of the great, it's one of the great traditions, isn't it? Now these days, Scott books. Yeah, um, yeah. that's that just basically what happens. Isn't it? It's yeah, a common, I mean, it's a common bet yeah. builder, I think. For, it is uh, for me, for Scott people. and Williams. Scott, Scott and Williams. Williams. Oh Williams yeah. Books. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the only thing about it is we might suffer for that later in the season. Well, exactly. Anything. Yeah. yeah. I don't know how many that is now for Scott, but you can't be far off. Is it a game? Suspension? Is it five bookings for a five suspension? Bookings, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Used to be. yeah. I, I think it's got to be at least three already. Mm, okay. And bear in mind, he didn't start the season because of the the champion, you know, his Euros. Yeah. Um, so yeah, very true. Right. Um, 
52nd minute, Naismith with two Cruyff turns at the back. The ball works itself forwards and Conway does very well to win a free kick. Just on, on that, you know, we've seen it from Naismith a couple of times, that over-exuberance at the back. Nine times out of ten, he gets away with it. Yep. Um, are you a fan of that? Is it good to see? I don't know. <laughs> Matt, first. Yeah. <laughs> um, where he did it was was kind of more in the corner to the and side the left, of it. Yeah. So it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't centre of the pitch going to get caught out. But when you're playing a three, that man gets past you, then he's potentially in on goal or, you know, someone has to come across, there's an easy pass. Um, it was quite an untidy couple of Cruyff turns. I think Cruyff is probably, <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably upstairs looking down thinking, yeah, sorry, mate, you need to practice that a little bit better. But um, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, overly mind it in the right areas and and with both of those he, he came away with the board and, and he if, you're, it up. if you're three nil up and that's exactly <laughs> it and and that's that's that that sort of clarity and knowing the things to do in the right right areas and um but we're going to get that with Nate Smith this season for every dead ball delivery and every we're going to get the Sunderland situation and we're going to get what happened yesterday that's you know I had that conversation with you after the game patch mm. that's why he's playing for us and he's not playing in the Premier League um, so you, you kind of have to accept some of that, but he has to learn as well. It's knowing the right areas of the pitch to do it and the right times of a game to do it. Yeah. Stuart, in your time watching Man United, you must have seen some defenders who like to <laughs> like to do a few Cruyff turns here and there. He wasn't a real Ferdinand, was he, on that occasion? Yeah. So, um, that was kind of no. Johan Cruyff in a veteran game, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. <laughs> yeah, Masters football. But the thing is, though, that, that is not, what you think of when you think of Nigel Pearson as a centre-back. So well, equally, with, with Masengo's yeah. back hill. Exactly. I mean, yeah. So yeah. I don't know whether he's fine with that because we've seen it. I've still haven't got over the Sunderland game, the first game of the season. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, that seems to be the way he plays. I, I'm surprised that Nigel's happy with that. Yeah. Okay, Maybe just... that's because of where, where he's come from positionally. You know, he started at the top of the pitch and he's moved backwards. Mm. You know, he was used to doing that sort of thing, and he is used to do. He's comfortable doing it. So yeah, you, don't, you, you, you don't want to take his natural game away from him. If no, that's no. where his mindset is, you know. Yeah. The, yeah. But he's he's got to yeah. Just shortly after that, Naismith delivery is good from that free kick that Tommy won. Um, Scott heads down, but it's cleared, so no no real chance. I mean, there, I, I've seen obviously seen the replay, but first time of looking at, it, I was thinking, Scotty, why haven't we gone for gold there? What mm. you know, it seemed to be such a great delivery. Um, you felt that it was an opportunity missed there, really. Yeah. That really is an, ele- an element to his, uh, of his game that's helping us. His delivery from set, from oh. free kicks is brilliant, isn't it? I mean, we're yeah. talking about his, his cross turns and all that, but his, his delivery from set pieces, what that has brought to us is amazing. It's superb. Every delivery yeah. seems to be superb. Let's, let's, let's be honest. You know, Naismith has brought that. He's brought leadership. He's bringing yes. on Rob Atkinson. The, pos- the positives far outweigh oh, any kind massively. of with him. You know, he's the best best centre half we've had in a number of years in terms of, well, I can't remember the last ball playing centre. Well, Webster, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah. But even Webster, he wouldn't have been your dead ball specialist. He could bring the ball out, but he, you know, he's not like that. And it's interesting, Stuart, I don't know if you saw it, but there was a tweet in the week that someone had put um best left foot since Brian, spelled as in Joe Brian. And oh, Brian yeah, Tinian, Brian Tinian <laughs> put back it's Brian B R I A N. So yeah, yeah, brilliant. Uh, that was. Very, I do very love Tins' social media. It's brilliant. Yeah. 
It is very, very funny. Okay, uh, it's the 54th minute now. Bentley makes a great save, but um, Blackpool then go on to score from the corner. It's Yates mm. turning it home from close range. Just looked far too easy, Stuart, that one, and the ball was hooked in from four or five yards. Again, we looked vulnerable all afternoon from set pieces. Um, ben made a good save, I thought. Made a good save. Mm. And it's always frustrating when he made a good save right out for a corner and then we just give away a really soft, soft goal. And but it was all it was all afternoon. Every time they had a set piece, you're kind of watching through your you're washing through your hands. Yeah. Which just hasn't been like that. It hasn't really been like that no, this season. Not this season, but, no. No, it hasn't. It was a, it was a real shame. Was it Atkinson and Scott? I don't know who the, the the bloke was that headed it back. I don't know if it was Medine or yeah. who it was, but we had two players that missed it. But then Yates was completely unmarked within On that kind of three, four yards. And you're thinking, how is that possible? You know, I don't I don't know. I'm not I'm not clever enough to know what what you know if it was zonal or what we were doing, but surely you you, you know where you sent the centre forward is and you pick him up. And also at at that close proximity, you know. Bentley can be coming out and smashing the ball as well. It's it's a criticism I've got of Dan is yeah. that when when the corners are coming in like that, you you long for a, a Nicky Mindper that just comes and plucks out of the air. Um, and you know to be fair, there was the Arsenal Fulham game last night. Jay Leno comes for a ball that is never getting to in you know they score from. So there is there's the fine line with it. Yeah, but I guess if he comes, I just felt he wasn't confident at all yesterday. Yeah, it it was the least confident performance I've seen in Dan Bentley this season. However, did you, say Jay, did you say Jay Leno? I did say Jay Leno, and I meant Bert Leno, didn't I? <laughs> Jay Leno. Although, how funny would it have been Jay Leno coming for the cross? That would yeah, have been brilliant. That would have he been. did play. He did play back in the day. Jay Leno, to be fair. <laughs> did he? Did he actually? Uh, no, oh, I don't actually. know. He may have done. Yeah, he well, may have done. If anyone knows, you, <laughs> yeah. uh... Jay, if you're listening, come on the uh, the main <laughs> three peak show. <laughs> Drop us a line, and yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Right um, at this point. I still did think that we would win. Hence, I put a bet on for City to win 3-2 um, at that moment. So, moving into the 60th minute. Sloppy pass out from Naismith, but makes up for it instantly. Then Bowler dances into the box and Viner clears the shot. You said yeah. earlier in the podcast, I think, Stuart, you didn't, or, or Matt, didn't see much from Bowler. But at that point, he looked Premier League class. He danced into the no, box. Not- Still not Premier League for me. Um, he, Only he, in he that looks, moment. <laughs> he looks good. Good champ. Good championship. Um, but I think again, it, it, you've got to know your players. He, he's only ever coming in on his left foot. Yeah. And it's kind of well, why are we allowing him to do that? You know, and he's got some speed to him. I'll give him that, and he, he sort of comes across the pitch well. But you, that should make it easier for you to defend when you know you've got a player that is so one-footed. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was it was good play to him. To be fair, but, but yeah, he's, the key yeah. point there is it was a sloppy pass out from Naismith, and he was, did yeah. make up for it straight away, yeah. Stuart. So he's, yeah. he, we've seen that a couple of times. You know, even with the Sunderland goal that you referenced, he ran, got the ball, and wanted to get it sorted straight away. Yeah, it <laughs> it worries me. It does worry me. I have to say, um, but like you say, his game overall has really improved us. I think really improved us. Um, and I think he's going to be one of those players, players who is going to be a crowd favourite in fairness because of the overall package but it is slightly worrying he does take a few risks shall we say and that was one but we got away with it yeah 
Uh, 62nd minute, a couple of key moments here. The first is the substitution. Semenyo yeah. comes on for Alex Scott. Vyman moves to yeah. right wing back. Just on that, first of all, Matt, yeah. that change. A um, couple of options they could have gone for. They put mm. Wilson out there. A yeah. couple of different I options. Mean, for, for me, you're, you're taking Andy Vyman out of where he's, he's most of a threat. Mm. Um, and I know we can debate about the fact he scored at Blackburn playing right wing back, but do that, take Vyman off, put Semenya on, drop Tommy back into the hole, put Wilson back at right wing back or Tanner back at right wing back, especially as Andy Vyman had had a knock as well last weekend. Um, I don't I don't see the value in moving Andy Vyman back there. So if you want to make that change to get Semenya on, then make the change at the top and, and, and do it that way. Um, mm. I thought it was a strange substitution again. Yeah. And again, if I'm Wilson and I'm Tanner, I'm yeah. going, right, so I've got a midfielder in Scott who's above me, and now I've got Andy Vyman, yeah. who's our goal, best goal scorer. He's now yeah. playing in my best position. I'd be on the manager's door, knocking on the door, like, what's going on? Yeah, exactly. In the game, you had Scott at right back, right wing back, and then Vyman at right wing back. And it's almost yeah. like you're getting them, you're playing them there because you want them on the pitch. Yeah. You're not playing them their best, but you want them in the pitch. But the thing is, yeah. right back, right wing back is now a really, really important position. If you look at Premier League, some Premier League right backs, brilliant players, amazing yeah. numbers of assists. Right back used to be, you know, a nothing position. Now it's a crucial position, right back, right yeah. wing back. I just find it odd that we, despite having right backs, are playing players, gifted players, but we're playing them at right back when they're yeah. not right back. Play him in their position, or don't play him. In fairness, yeah. we've got. I just think we need to play right wing backs who are yeah. right and wing it, backs. And it's it's a difficult decision because you want to get some menu on, and 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 yeah. Obviously, we've got a week now, and and I, I desperately hope that we hold on to some menu. Mm. But he doesn't start for me on Wednesday. I'm still starting Naki Wells and Tommy Conway, and that's nothing to do with the injury. But those two have been so good together as a partnership that they have to start, and then Anton would come on. You don't. You can't change the things you're doing well to get a player on the pitch. Um, and, and Man United's case in point with with Cristiano Ronaldo, arguably the best player that's ever played the game of football. And yet Ten Hag is recognising the fact, I need something different. I need to be playing it this way. I just wish Nigel Pearson was looking at it the same way and thinking, right, we need to change it up top. Right, who's the one I'm going to take off? Andy, you know, is playing in that hole, but Tom is playing so well. Mac is playing so well. And he's the one that comes off. Um, and like Stuart said, it, it seems a case of have to keep him on the pitch. Just looking at uh, that Huddersfield game is actually on the last day of the transfer deadline as well, isn't it? This no, because it's the 31st. Yeah, no, I think it's, isn't it the Thursday? I think it's the Thursday night, the first, yeah. yeah. Oh, is it? Yeah. Right. It's, always okay. the, it's always the Thursday, yeah. So you're right, it's normally the end of the month, but it's, it's the Thursday, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's be interesting to see what happens with that because if he does start then it almost is putting him directly in that shop window. But, you know, it's, it's late he's late a, on. He's already there, Patch, and he? Two, he two goals he in 47 minutes. Um, he looks fitter than I've ever seen him look in terms of physical shape. Um, and, good point, and, that. That is a good point, because I thought I'd see him, and I thought, God, he's a, he's a, he's a beast, isn't he? Yeah, and, and he still looks physically strong. I mean, you know, yeah. he came on the pitch and just bullied them in the first couple of minutes. Yeah. Um, but Bournemouth getting beat 9-0 yesterday and Scott Parker coming out and saying about 
needing players. I think Jurgen Klopp talked about Forrest making 18 Sonians and Bournemouth kind of a couple. Palace rumoured, you know, they're, they're two clubs you could easily see Semenya go into. But what, what do you accept? Um, and for me at the moment, with knowing what those three could do, I wouldn't accept anything less than 20 million. I really wouldn't. No, um, even, and we don't need to. That, even if you got that on transfer deadline day, there's yeah. no use because you can't you can't sign. You can't spend it, can it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So unless you've got something in mind with it, then and and that's it's a criticism we've often had about City in the past, isn't it? That we seem to do the business like that at the end, and then we have to panic and get someone in. Or I I <laughs> yeah. would much prefer us turning something down now, and let's see how it runs till January, and and you run that risk a little bit like Masengo with his contract situation. Do you accept a, a million now? Or do you think actually I'll probably get more value from him being here for the remainder mm. of the season, if that's the case? So well, it's different with Semenya because he's got that, that longer time on his contract. Yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah, yeah. We don't mm. need to sell him, do we? Okay, so Semenyo's on. Right, tick. Um, <laughs> it's Conway into Semenyo. Hits his heels, but uh, Semenyo gets a second bite at it. It's neat footwork to get the shot away, right-footed, and it nestles in the far corner for, for the equaliser, Stuart. And what an impact. Well, a great finish. I mean, like I said, the first time he, he didn't he didn't have it in his stride. It hit his heels, but then a terrific finish across the keeper into the corner, um, and it was just a feeling when he came on the pitch and his first touches and obviously scoring. It made you think, God, we're going to win this. I did think at two two with him there. I thought we are going to win this now because it changed it completely. And he he's a, he has now become a physical player. We can ask serious questions of a physical championship defence like yeah. Blackpool. And it was great to see because in the early part of his career, obviously goal scoring was a bit of a problem for him. Now you think he's going to score. You think yeah. he's going to. You expect mm. him to score. Matt, in terms of that, great point there. There was a time last year, year before, where Semenyo, you know, was lashing at it. It was the only goals he scored in one season was closing down the keeper and getting a lucky bounce. Uh, what what has happened? What has been the the, the difference? I I think Antoine Semenyo. I think his injury last season, Nigel Pearson talked about it that he he spent that time really focusing on what he needed to work on. I mean, what is he? Twenty two. He's a young lad. He hasn't grown up through an academy system. You know, we picked him up from from SGS. Um, so I think it's it's his own mindset and knowing what he wants to do. Um, I think he's got a really good sort of family base. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's more around what he's done mentally um, and looking to sort of play. But also, he's he's built himself up and he's and he's growing into a, a man. You know, he's he's a young man and he's now finding his um, his attributes and strength. But I was so impressed with him yesterday with just there were a number of times where he ran across the middle of the pitch with the ball and, and he was knocking defenders left, right and centre. Yeah. Um, and actually in the Premier League, he, he, he might get a little bit more time as well at, at certain stages. So I could easily see him going up there, whether he's got the level, he might need a season. He might have to come back down and go back up a bit like Bobby Reed or Bobby DeCorda Reed. Um but I think he's got all the attributes to be a really, really top player. I just hope we see it. And when you saw the other night the Wicked game, there was a lovely photo of him, Tommy Conway, and Alex Scott mm. all high fiving each other. And you think, 
come on, just just for a, a couple of seasons, just see what we could do here. <laughs> but yeah, it was a great. I mean, I don't I don't make Stuart when he when it went in. I was thinking, how's he scored that from there? Like it just seemed such a kind of tight angle and where the goalie was. Confidence again. He, he's confident in his ability, isn't he? So yeah, great, great, great early start for him. And he um, doesn't look I like a lad who's not had a preseason and not had a. Yeah, he, he, looked, he just looks slotted into it straight. He looked yeah, completely looked ready so, straight away. So fit. And his touch was there yesterday, whereas at Wickham Patch, it was a little bit off, wasn't it? You could see that he'd well, the, the not more times played I many see, games. The, the more times I'm not I about see, necessarily the goal. No, I know. But the more times I see it, it actually yeah. does connect with it correctly. It does. It, he I does, thought it came off his shin. He's, <laughs> he's, not, he's not volleying that in, though. He, he's no. trying to take a touch. But, no, um, interesting one. Is, I mean, Rich... Rich in the, the Bristol Live is wrote sort of saying, in many ways, it's a week too soon. You'd like to have sort of yeah. waited a week to see, because surely clubs are going to come knocking because, you know, it's, it's the talk, isn't they? So Semenya's on the pitch for eight minutes um, and we go from 2-1 to 3-2. It's 70th minutes, a cheeky Joe Bryan Fulham style <laughs> Naismith free kick. Catches the keeper out, Wells heads against the bar and Blackpool captain Ek Pateta puts it in his own net. Uh, what a moment, Stuart, with, with, from 2-1 down to 3-2 up. It was brilliant. Uh, it was a great, and we've been talking about Naismith, it was a really clever free kick, trying to catch the keeper out. It, but, I, the, but I think the, the most relieved man must be Naki Wells. <laughs> yeah. At the time, I'm thinking, how's he missed, how's he at the yeah. bar? The yeah. How on earth is he at the bar? And then there's nothing better than an own goal like that. It was, <laughs> it, when you're in the away and an own goal, like, fantastic. And yeah, but what I do vividly remember, vividly remember, is looking up at the scoreboard and seeing 70 minutes. And I thought, <laughs> there's no way we're hanging on for 20 minutes. Yeah. So know? Matt, at, at this I, point, I will Matt... say I called, I called the free kick. I said to Rach, he's going to go for goal here. Oh, really? Um, Why? Yeah, 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 yeah. Because his, his delivery is so good when he bends in it. And he'd had two of those, three of those maybe. Mm. And I just sort sort of, I said, yeah, I said he's going to go for goal here. He's got the right sort of distance. It's a hell of actually, a lot of whip on it because the keeper sort of sees it coming. The keeper's gone. He's yeah. gone. It makes a really good save after probably not seeing it when he should have done. Mm. Um, but yeah, like Stu, that my, my immediate reaction was, how the hell's Mackie missed that? And he would have been so relieved. Yeah. But and a shame because he deserved it because he's, he's, he's playing so well. I keep going back to it. And, and mm. I'd love to see him get, you know, a couple more goals. Well, scoring against Huddersfield on Wednesday would be a good one. Very nice, yeah. Um, at this point, my finger is hovering over the cash out button. I mean, we're not talking big money, but, uh, you know, it, it's still still a couple of quid. But it uh, didn't cash out at that point. 83rd you did or you didn't? Did not. Did well, I was going to say, Mr. I'm confident here 2-1 down, we're going to win 3-2. And when we get 3-2, I, know, but I might cash out. I didn't think it would be 3-2 in the 70th minute, to be uh, honest. Fair enough, yeah. Um, however, 83rd minute, it's a chance for Blackpool. The shot comes in and it's dragged wide. And that was heart and mouth moment. And I did cash out. Yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah, well done. <laughs> yeah, so uh, happy days on that one. 84th minute, Conway on the left, good feet, right-footed shot just over the bar. It was one, Stuart, we, we spoke about it earlier, actually, whether whether Conway has got that longer range shot in his locker. It wasn't, you know, just just inside the 18-yard box, I think, but still, always eager to get a shot away. Yeah, we were. Right, I was right behind that, and obviously it was... It was, the, it was the great direction. It was the, it's the right direction. It was just too high, unfortunately. But mm. it shows you what a threat he is. Although I, I must admit, I did think after we went three two up, we did sit back a bit. We did invite them on a bit. Yeah, and we we're not. We're not good enough. We're not good enough to invite teams on. 
our threat is going forward. And I thought actually at three two, we could get we could make this four two. Four two, yeah, agreed. We we could, we when we got we got deeper. I suppose it's natural, really. We got deeper, invited them on, and that's not us at mm. all. But that was our best chance of making it four two. That Conway, well, effort, yeah, which wasn't a great chance. Yeah, shortly after that, Williams is booked to tick in the box there. He lost the ball and then dragged the man down with him. Um, But 87th minute, Conway comes off to another standing ovation and Andy King comes on. So again, you're taking off a striker and you you, you are inviting that pressure on it. It's something that I've... It seems to be synonymous with Bristol City um, and, yeah, didn't quite understand that one. And 89th minute, it's the goal. It's three three. Um, I've seen it, seen it back a number of times now, and it stems from midfield. Um, Atkinson tries to play the ball forward. It's between Matty James and Andy King. Plays it back to Naismith, who does an outside of the boot, left-footed yeah. pass to Viner. Puts him under pressure. He loses the ball. Shot comes in. There's a chance that King may have had a, a, a chance to, to hook it, but I think the, the ball had a bit too much pace on it. And it's 3-3, Matt. And how many times have we seen this? Yeah. Um, I was... Yeah, I, I was going crazy. Um, Andy King and Matty James would be in my office this morning. Um, You've you got two experienced players, but the negativity in terms of what they were doing at that point, Stuart's point about going forward and, and you know, we're not good enough to defend. I could not believe what I was watching when they were doing it. And they did it. It was like two or three times where it was the little triangle, but then for Andy King and Andy King, had, if you watch it, there's no one behind him. All he has to do is open his body up and he can play the ball out wide or he can play it directly back to Dan Bentley if he wants to go negative like that. But to do what they did to play it to Nate Smith Zach Viner, as I'm coming out, is getting a load of stick from a load of fans. And again, you, you know me, Patrick, don't keep your mouth shut, do I? But um, I, I said to this one bloke, what what have you watched there? How is that Zach Viner's fault? Yes, he's he's culpable. He's the but the ball, the ball back to him from Naismith, it's not like he's received it cleanly and miscontrols it. The bloke is on him, on his touch. Um, yes, arguably, take the book in, Zach. Not, you're not getting sent off because there's other players there. Um, and I actually thought Dan Bentley doesn't cover himself in much glory. He comes racing out like he does. Um, the, the ball's finished. And, and watching back, there's a bit of me thinking if that's a young defender or a young midfielder, he's trying to swing a right foot overhead kick to clear it. Whereas Andy King almost, um, I'm trying to think what the, the, what do they call them? The ball in Spain. Oh, I know the, what you the, mean. the capes, but yeah, he almost ushers the ball matador. into the back of the matador, like a matador ushering the ball into the net. You're like, oh, come on. But for me, it's obviously Naismith, an outside of the ball pass like that yeah. is dreadful. And, and there's been a lot of talk on social media about it because, quite rightly, I've seen, and I'm not going to name names, but I've seen people reference how terrible a ball it was. And fans have then been on that person saying, He's brilliant, you know, don't have a go at the bloke, blah, blah, blah. Mm. But the same people are having a go at Zach Viner. And Naismith has come out and going, yeah, my bad, you know, shouldn't have done it. Yeah, absolutely. And you can see his reaction. He went straight over to Viner. Oh, you'd have been um, absolutely a- Apologising. But it stemmed for me with Andy King um, and, and Matty James. That That's where it, it needlessly put us under pressure at the back. We didn't need to do it. A couple of thoughts for you, Stuart. Um, Andy King, Matty James been brought on experienced heads to slow the game down to see out the three two they may have been told to retain the ball 
at the back. Uh, they may have been passing the ball back to Naismith, thinking that they were passing it back to, I don't know, um, Robert, what was the name of the, the Leicester centre-back? Um, Hooth. 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 Yeah, some, someone like that. I wish they had Hooth did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, any, any thoughts from you? Well, so many things went wrong in that. In that, <laughs> you, you, know, you did King and, and, and Comedy and of James, Errors. Then Naismith outside of the boot, the vine. And, and you mentioned Dan Benley. I, I, it was from a, quite an acute angle that gone. How has that gone in even? Uh, well, I'm not quite sure about Dan's positioning. The point you made about Viner and Matt is that earlier in the game, some fans around me were brutal to Viner, oh. screaming at Viner all the yeah. time. Not, not, not in this incident, but other incidents where he might have maybe made a slight mistake or just a couple of things. And they were right on his back. I'm not saying everybody was, but some fans around me were right on, you know, aggressively right on his back. And I don't like that. And I don't quite get it. I don't quite get why he has, I mean, all right, it wasn't great at the end, but don't get me wrong. But before he wasn't any worse or any better than I think anybody else in the back three. And he was getting incredible abuse from fans. I I don't know where this has come from and I didn't like it. I think it's come, it's not condoning it at all, but it's, come from the fact, Matt, that he was pretty much out the door, really, wasn't he, in terms of the end of last season? And yeah, he, he's not a brand... Right. If, if, he'd, if we'd have signed Zach Viner this season, yeah. uh, it would have been... It wouldn't... It, it's, there's no legacy there. No, I, I, and, and that's that's a fair point. But um, he was still yesterday, probably from a defending point of view, our best defender out of those three yesterday. Atkinson didn't have a great game. Um, and Naismith defensively didn't have a great game. Um, but with Zach Viner, it's almost as his name's read out. He's starting yeah. off from that position. And, and I, I'm with Stuart. I mean, I've, you know, I've had a couple of rows. We had, I had one at Wigan, didn't I, with a guy who was constantly having a go at him. Um, so I was then applauding him. And then he, he did make a ricket. So I ended up looking <laughs> an idiot, didn't I? I will, I will add a little bit of balance. So Adam Gould, um, regular contributor to the, the podcast, is said, I think the midfield have kept the ball and killed a few seconds in possession. When the ball is perfectly rolled back to Naismith, he has three obvious options. One, the long diag that we start off every game and play frequently. Two, the long into the corner. Three, take it with his natural left foot away from the centre of the pitch. He then either gets closed down, he can roll it to the left back or can play a long left wing clearance. He's actually gone four. Four, turn and go all the way back to Bentley. Passing it the way he did to Viner was the wrong option. Watch his reaction. He knows it. I don't blame the midfield at all. Mm. Um, so I, I, I get what he's saying there about trying to kill time, but I just felt it was it was overplaying and needlessly doing it when they, they could have done all of those things that Adam said about it. But again, it's about opinions, isn't it? So I'm just watching it now. Yeah, like some, some great drawings on the diagram as well from Adam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think we're all just bitterly uh, disappointed. Um, yeah. Again, a bit like Wigan, where we where the, the, the win was there for the taking. Yesterday, you thought Semenyo's going to come on. We're going to ha- yeah. gonna have the impact that he did have, and yep. we'll see the game out. But yep. it's just uh, it's just life of a Bristol City fan. Um, what? Why would we expect anything different, Stuart? Yeah, but, but how many points? How many points have we dropped from winning positions this season? Oh yeah, yeah, already. I've seen I stats. I don't want to see. We, it. We've we've taken the lead in every single game this yeah. season. I think not not necessarily. I think Sunderland. Did Sunderland score first? 
than yeah, they did, did, didn't they, through Naismith. But we, but then, we did take the we did got go back into in the and lead, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. So we, we've led in every game. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, Ellie Jones, her three words for the pod patch were history repeats itself. And yeah, yeah. Um, it did walking out. And I've been to Blackpool so many times. I mean, I went to yeah. Blackpool and the Keith Millen and we lost five or six nil and John oh. Joe Shelby scored a hat trick. Um, and that was his last game, I think, as manager. But I've been so many times because of coming up north um, to, to stay with Andy and Rach. And just yesterday, 3-2, as we're at the, the board goes up, there was a moment where I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be brilliant. I'll, I'll win <laughs> at Blackpool. And yeah, history repeats itself. Yeah, City have won away from home 13 times. The last time was 2008-2009 season. Yeah, so it's been a little while. Yeah, we've not, I think, I was reading the stat before yesterday's game. They were unbeaten in seven games against us. Yeah. That would be eight now. Mm. Um, and it's funny how those those anomalies go, isn't it? That you have teams that you just don't ever seem to. Yeah. You know, there's always the one. Yeah, we've never lost to Real Madrid. Yeah, we've never played <laughs> Real Madrid. You know, what I mean, it's those ones, isn't it? Yeah, we've only lost once to Liverpool in the last forty years. We've yeah. only played them once, or yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we so, we, yeah. we beat Bournemouth pre-season as well, and then exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Okay. Uh, also, just a massive shout out to all the City fans that made the trip up from Blackpool, across from Manchester, wherever. Yeah. Um, over a thousand there. And the supporters coach took five and a half hours to get yeah. there from Bristol as well. So great Which commitment. Is, it isn't too bad though that, really. It's not yeah. like it's a, cause it's a good... It's sitting, good on a coach, for, sitting on a coach for five and a half anyway. hours, wherever you're going. I know, I'm not 100%, <laughs> but it was... Yeah, Journey it was a really wise, raucous. Not, you know, yeah. yeah, oh, it's a brilliant, it was a really atmosphere raucous chair, away, it? and it was great. Yeah. Fun. It was great. Yeah. It was a, honestly, it was a great. It was a great day. Yeah, until the night of <laughs> it was a great day. It yeah. really was. And yeah. I did also meet someone very special, Patch, as well, didn't I? You did. Yesterday. You did. It's in my AOB, but cover it now. Is it? No, well, you can go. Wait, save it for the AOB. Ooh, then. Okay. That's fine, yeah. yeah. Sur- yeah. Surprise! Yeah. Surprise! Coming up later. Surprise! Yeah. Unless, yeah. unless you've looked already on our Twitter, right, Matt. Over to you. Let's get the ratings done. Crikey. Okay. I might, I'll might. i have a look at my phone to see if I can get the line up again. Have you got right. the spreadsheet? Yeah. Dan I, Bentley uh, was in goal. Right. So, so Ben's... <laughs> yeah, thanks. Um, how, how harsh do I go? How do I feel? I'm going five, but there's a bit of me that wants to go four because I didn't think it was a great game from Dan Bentley yesterday, but he did make a couple of good saves, but he's conceded three goals and I just felt we weren't really confident. So I'll go five, but if anyone wants to go four, I wouldn't dispute it. Stuart? I don't think I'll go as far as four. Okay. Uh, I think five's fair. We'll go five. Um, I'll go the three at the back. Um, they didn't have great games defensively. We've conceded three goals. So um, I'm going to go... Six is what I would expect. They fell below that and they fell below it quite a bit. I'm actually, I'm going to go a four for Atkinson and a four. Naismith's the difficult one because of also his delivery and what he does. So I'm probably going to go four Atkinson, five Naismith because of what he did going forward. It would have been a four defensively. Um, And I will go five for for Viner because I felt Zach was the better of the three yesterday. Okay. Um, yeah. Any problems with that, Stuart? No, that's fine. I thought Atkinson played really well against Cardiff, and yeah. I was surprised. I was surprised that he was he was uh, not himself. No. He, even on the ball, he, he he didn't bring it out very much, did he? He just couldn't. 
he just didn't get in the game. And, and yeah. I'd love to know what the aerial challenges were, but he didn't seem to win very many for me. Um, yeah. Um, Alex Scott obviously got, got taken off sort of later on. Um, didn't have his, his, his best of games. Yes, he set the goal up, but but didn't do a huge amount. I can't really caveat anymore about him playing in that position because he's played there more than he's played in midfield True. Um, in the first team. So it's a five for Alex for me as well. Okay. Um, Jay Silver. Jay had one of those games where you, you didn't overly notice him. Um, either defensively, they, they did try and go a few diags, but I guess... Bowler was sort of playing there and coming in and, and had quite a bit of joy. So it's probably got to be five for Jay as well. Okay. Nods from Stuart. Um, right. Williams, Masengo. Williams, I'll go six. I thought I thought Joe Williams put in a performance that I expect from Joe Williams is what I'm seeing of him. Um, Hanoa um, has got to be five because he got hooked at halftime. And, and as, as Stuart said earlier on in the, in the pod, didn't really do anything wrong, but didn't do anything great either. It was one of those ugh, kind of games. So, yeah, a, a five. Okay. Um, and then Matty James, I'll go five because it slows down. I can't remember too much that he did that got us going or a great a great piece of, you know, a moment that, that was good. Um, so I don't, I don't think for what, for me, he was coming on to do, settling things down and we still look quite vulnerable. So yeah, I would go five for him as well. Okay. Yeah. Vyman, Conway, Wells. Vyman, um, I'll go six. Um, again, you know what you're going to get from him. Um, a couple of opportunities. Um, they work well together. Naki, I'll go seven. I thought Naki worked really hard. Should have scored, but still was there to, to create, kind of gets an assist with the bar. Um, but again, it's that the, the way that they work as, as a partnership and it's key, Stuart made such a key point. It is that I can't remember a, a front partnership like we've got with those two. Even Andy Vyman, Chris Martin and you know Semenya was a three. Those two are absolutely working as a pair and would definitely start for me in, in the week. And Tommy Conway, it sounds like because I really like the lad and, and it's getting a bit boring, but he's he's my man of the match again. It's an eight from him. He was a constant menace. He scored the goal that got us right back in it at a really good time. Um, and then was continually a presence up, up at the top for us. So, yes, it's an eight for Tommy. I thought he was one that really came out above what you would expect as a not, you know, a standard performance. I, I thought he was he was very, very good again. I think we need to invoke the independent adjudicator in Stuart with the uh, We with probably that do with Tommy, yeah. Uh, Stuart, are you happy with that? Vyman six, Conway eight, Madden the man of the match and Wells seven. Yeah, I mean, overall, these these rankings these rankings are quite low, and yeah. I understand. I think you're right with all of them, but that makes it seem like we were crap. But we were, yeah, we were they're quite right good. actually. We, yeah, but, but it's yeah, just, you, good you were right. Yeah. But, but we we were actually pretty good. But um, I think you're right, Conway. Do we give Semenya one, or do we? Do we? Is, is he, no, he's just on, he's just uh, yeah, he's just outside. He came on the sixty second minute. Ah, right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if you'd have come on on the 59th or the 60th, up to you, Matt, yeah. on that. Um, no, we've sat a, we sat a half an hour, haven't we? So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I it'll suppose he was on for half an hour, but um, yeah, we, we, we say it's got to be before the 60th. But I mean, that, that's a really good point from Stuart because we've scored three goals away from home. We weren't yeah. bullied in the way that we have been in years gone by at Blackpool. Um, and so maybe that is quite harsh 
looking back, and, and it's probably a reflection of five point oh nine. Yeah, it's probably a reflection of these last couple of minutes. Because if if that goal doesn't go in, I'm then probably talking sixes and sevens for lots of those. Well, yeah, but, but as you say, we that's we, the game. It's a, a 95 plus game, isn't it? So we conceded three goals. So the back yeah. five, back sorry, back four with Bentley as well. Yeah, um, Masengo's hooked at half time, so yeah. that's got to be yeah. you know the front three um, average is seven. So yeah, and the yeah. middle and the middle is. Just under yes five and a half so yeah yeah you see what you're saying Stuart yeah absolutely um, Matt Nigel Pearson yeah. um, he's he, he's he can, good scores lately hasn't he yeah but he he does I, he, I, he makes the changes um, if we just look back at those changes Semenyo coming on 60th minute. Good, he came but, on, but whether we whether the change was correct or not is another. Yeah, Patch, I'd expect I'd expect my grandmother, who never watched football, to have made that change with Semenya coming on. So let's yeah. not. No, no, Semenya so, coming on, but then it's yeah. it's who he comes on. It's for that him. change. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, for for me with with Nigel Pearson, with what I've said and the team, it it's a six at best. Um, it's an away draw, as I said. It's an away, it's an away draw, and we'll take that. So it's a, it's it's a six, but. Okay. I, I don't necessarily think he got the the subs right in terms of then the positions, you know, as we've referenced during the pod. But, okay. um, you know, it's it obviously um, only only my opinion. There will be plenty of others that will have felt. In fact, I think my scores were higher than Rich's from the Bristol yeah, Live. So. There was fours in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. And Rich, Rich did his like three minutes after the 90th minute. It, yeah. So, uh, and yeah. and you, you're getting at that emotion. This was there, and and I still feel that a little bit this morning. But yeah, yeah I'm I'm with Stuart. We weren't we weren't crap, and and it that was the difference. And and you're right to reference it, Patch. The front three is an average of what seven. Yep. Um, yeah. And and that was definitely the case. They were above what you'd expect. We looked like we were going to score, but the back three, we we and and the goalkeeper back five, we looked suspect all afternoon. So yeah, yeah. on average, on that basis, an average of the back five. Yep. Uh, sorry, back six. If you include Bentley, is yeah. just just under five. Yeah, and then five and a half in the middle. Okay, yeah. uh, let's turn it into a maths lesson. This yeah. we're overthinking. Yeah. We're overthinking yeah. this. Aren't we? we are. We are. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, it's early, Stuart. Um, right. Let's get a couple of tweets in. Uh, Dean and Dean, who I blame for this, quite frankly. Right. Osti was here. We we got the wins. Yeah. Um, now he's gone back to South Africa. Uh, so Dean, entertaining point for Bristol City at Blackpool: a failure to close out games has cost us again. We dropped too deep after taking the lead in games. Poor equaliser to concede. We need more physicality at the back. Where is Callas? Question mark. That's a good question. Does anyone know where Callas is? <laughs> yeah. You do. Where is he, Matt? No, no, it's a good point. I agree. It's a good point. I don't know where he's he is. Out, yeah, he's been out for six months, hasn't he? Now, getting on, isn't it? Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's a major. Yeah. That's a major, major injury. Well, there was so there was a picture, wasn't there, at the end of the season of him in hospital having something done to his hip or his groin? Yeah, but or... He, he was on the preseason. We saw him in the preseason in Austria. Um, he was there, and we've seen him on the grass here. Yeah, I don't know. It's a strange one. And again, ask the question. Yeah. In the pre-match why, aren't press, we being, why, well, why aren't we being told? It's all very yeah. He's it is, what, yeah. what is it? I, I just yeah. yeah. Right. Let's try and find out. 
The unbeaten run continues just to finish off his tweet. Uh, Chris, uh, a tale of two cities today. Going forward, we look good. Passed the ball really well and looked a level above Blackpool. Defensively, yeah. though, we looked very shaky and conceded three poor goals. Great to see really good. Semenyo back. Really good point. We did play some really yeah. good flowing football. Yeah. yeah, we did. It was. It, Stuart said right at the start, it was exciting to watch. It really was. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, right, next game, Wednesday, Huddersfield at home. Huddersfield second from bottom, which doesn't mean anything in the championship. But, uh, Matt, you changes do you make for that in terms of the starting eleven from uh, yesterday? I I probably do look at that right wing back position and, and bring Wilson or Tanner in there. Yeah, um, I think from uh, the, the rest of the, the, the side, now I probably would keep as is. I guess probably because the halftime Nesengo and Scott swapping, so starting Scott. Well, say, no, yeah. you can't start Scott and Williams. Williams won't start, will he? With what yeah. we've we we know in terms, unless there's a change to that. So you'd expect potentially Nesengo and Scott. Mm. What will Nigel Pearson do? I will put a tenner on it that Matty James starts on Wednesday. So on the in the midweek game last week, whenever it was, yeah. not no, not last week, the week before. Yeah, Luton Town on a Tuesday. Luton. Night? Yeah, yeah, that was Scott and Masengo in the middle for that, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah but I think after yesterday and then Matty James is fit, I think he will play Matty James. He loves yeah. Matty James. Yeah, okay. and 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 it's you know, um, I'm I'm still and I've said this before. I'm still not convinced by Matty James at all. I think he slows the ball down. You can talk about him being calm and measured, and no, the the game's about pace and and speed. And for me, it's. Scott and Masengo if if Williams doesn't play, which we don't expect, but it won't be. It will be James that plays, I'm sure. Yeah, Stuart, you uh, in the Scott and Masengo camp for for Tuesday, Wednesday? Got to get got to get Scott into centre midfield. Got to have a right back playing right back, and yeah. uh, why not Semenyo to say uh, to start for the last time as a Bristol City player? Oh, <laughs> oh don't say that. No. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no, it's got. Yeah, it's it's a hard one, isn't it? How if 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 Wells and Conway keep firing and Semenyo does yeah. start, how, and Vyman obviously playing in that in behind, yeah, yeah. Semenyo's you know just got to keep coming on and scoring. That's all he can do. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, it is. Yeah, it'd be a real shame to break up Wells and Conway. I think. Yeah, I don't think. You, yeah, you. I, I just don't think it gives the right message. As as good a player as Antoine is, those two have been playing so well as a partnership that yeah, yeah. Okay, right. Um, AOB, Matt. AOB, yes. <laughs> so you asked me to deliver a package yesterday. I did. Um, <laughs> not a dodgy package. A, not a dodgy package, no. To a gentleman whose dad was a city legend. Um, and we, we often talk about it on the podcast. Mm. So, yeah, I got I got to meet Rick Footman yesterday, Buster's lad. Um, and, yeah, I mean, honestly, Patch, and, and I don't, have you met Rick before? I spoke to him a few times, yeah. Have you? Right. I mean... Meeting him face to face and and listening to him, it's like listening to his dad. He sounds just <laughs> like him um, from the footage that I've seen of Buster, and, and I got to meet Buster once as well. Um, but yeah, love lovely guy. Met his son as well. Lives apparently sort of ten doors down from Blackpool, um, so um, goes goes to Blackpool games. But um, was obviously looking at the, the the city sort of side yesterday. And, but yeah, he sat, uh, sat in the away end, didn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, S- sits um, in a, a sits in the home end at Blackpool for every game, and yeah, and then the... sat in the away end for the city. Um, yeah. I think he's a Spurs fan, from what he said as well. Spur- Spurs, um, Southend, Blackpool, and Bristol City. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but just a really nice guy and, and lovely sort of you know list 
listening to him speak, as, as I yeah. say, he sounds just like his dad. So, yeah, it was a pleasure to meet Rick yesterday. And I, and I know that he's certainly looking to come down for the, the Blackpool game, but hopefully a, another couple of games before then as well. Um, yeah. And he'd be obviously very well invited and uh, looked after, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Buster Footman on the Robins Reunited pods in particular, everyone has got a story about Buster. Yeah, uh, and and I'm I'm put, putting them all together. You know, over the course oh yeah, of, oh, brilliant, yeah. Over the course of all the all of the episodes I've done, I'm extracting all of the Buster stories to yeah. to, to post that out at a at a time that becomes like an anniversary of of something. Yeah. So um, I think that'll be yeah. great. We'll try and get a few more stories in there as well. And interestingly yeah. as well. From the stars of the '60s and some of the '70s guys, there's some great stories about Les Bardsley as well. Another yes. physio. So yeah. physios are clearly characters. Yeah. Um, not so much, you know, they not so much in the modern game because it's no. a, it, there's a lot more. Um, I don't know what what the word is, but that there's they're more like pure physios and not dressing room characters. Well, it's it's funny, isn't it? Because probably our era, we could all named Les Bardsley. Buster, Alex Lockhart. Um, yeah. uh, you even knew the. I mean, I remember the club doctor, Dr. Stas Gupta. Stas Gupta. Um, so they're, they're like now, with the, you know, I know we know we know some of them, Patch, because of the podcast more than anything. But I wonder how many fans know the name of the physios. And yeah. Well, well who, who cheers era. their physio? Who cheers their physio? Yeah. Yeah. Buster <laughs> Footman was Buster. cheered every time he ran on. He, he was, was cheered. Everyone. So, yeah, no one cheers was. their physio. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe we should start a campaign to start cheering Andrew Proctor every time yes. he runs on the pitch. Every time he comes so on. Yeah. Maybe Andrew, if you're listening, if you could do a little, I don't know, hop on a skip or something, just to yeah, just to see you stand out, like, get yourself a niche. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, get a yellow good. yellow Buckter t-shirt and and wear that on. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. a homage. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Right. So yeah, fantastic. Great nice. to see you, Rick, and great picture. Right, I think we'll leave it there. Um, Perfect. It's uh, back to business on Wednesday, probably pod Thursday morning. Um, yep. Stuart, hope keep enjoying watching Bristol City. The only way is up, and obviously yourself yeah. on Blackburn next week. Blackburn, yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're going, Stuart. Yeah. I think I think I probably will. Yeah. Brilliant! All right, I'll look to uh, let's uh, to be not, out with you. Yeah. Does it not clash yeah. with any Man United commitments? No, that's the Sunday, that is, mate. Yeah, so right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, brilliant. Thanks so much for joining us, and uh, everyone for listening. We'll be back on Thursday. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at three p i a p c. And in case you're wondering, a couple of people have inquired. Uh, the song that's now probably playing over me talking is the Shucks. It's a Bristol band. And it's a Riding Low Southern version on Spotify. Hope you enjoy Excellent. it. Cheers all. Take care all. Thanks, Stu. Bye. Good I've to see been you. riding low. I've been riding fast. Gonna take this moment. I'm gonna make it last. Because you don't know me. Don't be quick to judge. To tell you something I don't care that much Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn rules Don't come around here yeah. I ain't your
regret it if you stay in this town. I'm no savior, I will take you down. This here town. You know it ain't that big. It don't take long, they'll know just what I did. Don't come around here. Watching that little town slowly disappear. 